Chapter 84 of The Queen's Necklace by Alexandre Dumas, translated by Henry L. Williams. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Father and the Fiancé Philippe hastened to the boudoir where his sister awaited him. She ran to embrace him with a joyous air. "'What is it, Andrea?' cried he. "'Something which makes me happy. Oh, very happy, brother!' and you come back to announce it to me i come back for ever said andrea speak low sister there is or is going to be someone in the next room who might hear you who listen monsieur le comte de charny announced the servant he oh i know well what he comes for you know yes and soon i shall be summoned to hear what he has to say do you speak seriously my dear andrea listen philippe the queen has brought me suddenly back and i must go and change my dress for one fit for a fiance and saying this with a kiss to philippe she ran off philippe remained alone he could hear what passed in the adjoining room Monsieur de Tavernay entered and saluted the Count with a recherche, though stiff politeness. "'I come, monsieur,' said Charny, "'to make a request, and beg you to excuse my not having brought my uncle with me, which I know would have been more proper.' "'A request?' "'I have the honor,' continued Charny, in a voice full of emotion, to ask the hand of mademoiselle andrea your daughter the baron opened his eyes in astonishment my daughter yes monsieur le baron if mademoiselle de tavernay feels no repugnance oh thought the old man philippe's favor is already so well known that one of his rivals wishes to marry his sister then aloud he said this request is such an honor to us monsieur le comte that i accede with much pleasure and as i should wish you to carry away a perfectly favorable answer i will send for my daughter monsieur interrupted the count rather coldly the queen has been good enough to consult mademoiselle de tavernay already and her reply was favorable ah said the baron more and more astonished it is the queen then yes monsieur who took the trouble to go to saint denis then uh, sir it only remains to acquaint you with my daughter's fortune she is not rich and before concluding it is needless monsieur le baron i am rich enough for both at this moment the door opened and philippe entered pale and wild-looking sir said he my father was right to wish to discuss these things with you while he goes upstairs to bring the papers i have something to say to you when they were left alone monsieur de charny said he how dare you come here to ask for the hand of my sister charny colored is it continued philippe 
in order to hide better your amours with another woman whom you love and who loves you is it that by becoming the husband of a woman who is always near your mistress you will have more facilities for seeing her sir you pass all bounds it is perhaps and this is what i believe that were i your brother-in-law you think my tongue would be tied about what i know of your past amours what you know yes cried philippe the huntsman's house hired by you your mysterious promenades in the park at night and the tender parting at the little gate monsieur in heaven's name oh sir i was concealed behind the baths of apollo when you came out arm in arm with the queen charny was completely overwhelmed for a time then after a few moments he said well sir even after all this i reiterate my demand for the hand of your sister i am not the base calculator you suppose me but the queen must be saved the queen is not lost because i saw her on your arm raising to heaven her eyes full of happiness because i know that she loves you that is no reason why my sister should be sacrificed monsieur de charny monsieur replied charny this morning the king surprised me at her feet mon dieu and she pressed by his jealous questions replied that i was kneeling to ask the hand of your sister therefore if i do not marry her the queen is lost do you now understand a cry from the boudoir now interrupted them followed by another from the antechamber charny ran to the boudoir he saw there andrea dressed in white like a bride she had heard all and had fainted philippe ran to where the other cry came from it was his father whose hopes this revelation of the queen's love for charny had just destroyed struck by apoplexy he had given his last sigh philippe who understood it looked at the corpse for a few minutes in silence and then returned to the drawing-room and there saw charny watching the senseless form of his sister he then said my father has just expired sir i am now the head of the family if my sister survive i will give her to you in marriage charny regarded the corpse of the baron with horror and the form of andrea with despair philippe uttered a groan of agony then continued monsieur de charny i make this engagement in the name of my sister now lying senseless before us she will give her happiness to the queen and i perhaps some day shall be happy enough to give my life for her adieu monsieur de charny and taking his sister in his arms he carried her into the next room End of chapter 84, recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia.